And we are back. We have been trying to thrive and survive this quarantined pandemic episode of the pregame podcast. Quarantine week number one. Kalen has not gone insane quite yet. However, the work from home status that is now currently in may cause him to lose his mind in T minus six days. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> I do. It's wild, man. It's a new kind of work, a new kind of motivation to get out of bed. It's cool, though. I get out of bed like an hour later, so that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That, but, like, there are positives. Like, you could do that. You can cook yourself a proper lunch if you wanted to. You don't have yeah, to, like, run somewhere. I, I, I get, like, an hour for lunch, so, like cooking lunch yeah i could real quick if it was something small but like i usually just slap together a sandwich and roll with that bro which is what i did on a normal basis <laughs> anyway so it's fine listen man i need to educate you okay i can i can teach you how to make a banging bowl of mac and cheese in like 15 minutes oh, just, i listen i know you can do that but come on just just something something warm, okay? You can make yourself something nice and warm. You don't have to just brown bag a sandwich and a banana. I'm just saying. Maybe that's what I want for lunch every day, Dan. Did you ever think of that? I didn't realize you were a deli meat connoisseur. I am a deli meat connoisseur. I've, I have eaten a deli sandwich. I, I guess you could call it a deli sandwich or a lunch meat sandwich for every day for lunch for since I've been working, which is like since I'm... 14 technically yeah we're well we're just gonna you know install a spy cam in your living room and we're gonna see that your deli sandwich is actually just like two packs of lunchables that you just decided that well this no it is not (laughs) it is it is high quality boar's head meat from giant thank you and it is two pieces of bread with one piece of cheese all slapped together and i eat that well enjoy it while there's still deli meat on the shelves who knows the next thing that to just disappear from society yeah. along with toilet paper and gloves who knows what the next covid karen is going to decide to obsess over so before we jump into the rest of the show get to our winners and losers talk about nfl free agency because it's the only thing that's happening right now uh in sports i thought that Kalen, we could just talk about our initial reactions to basically the past two weeks in the sports world in the world in general because two weeks ago last wednesday the world basically, well, at least the sports world basically, came to like a crashing halt. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Um, and I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, obviously, at this point, we're like, yeah, it should happen. Like, the weeks leading up to it, people were kind of waffling about, is it worth it? Like, is it overblown? Whatever. Yeah. But, but clearly, this is important, and we're, we're, we're treating this the right way. Yeah, no, we definitely, I mean, we're late to the party, you know? We. What else can you say about it other than that? Listen, um, we, we were late to World War One and World War Two. We can be late to the coronavirus pandemic, right? Right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's a terrible... That's one way of looking at it. Listen, that's a terrible reputation as a, as a country, okay? <laughs> being, being the late one. Yeah. And... But it's I fine. Know, like, 
it'll be fine. Like the world will settle and it'll all be okay in the end. It's just, you know, we gotta, we gotta get to the end, you know? Yeah, of course. Which, uh, depending on who you ask, some people are pretty optimistic, think it's going to be pretty quick, but others, uh, other, uh, sports commentators out there, such as, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, Caitlin with urinating tree. (laughs) Uh, no, definitely not. But, but that's a good name. You're probably familiar with some of his content. He likes to rage and talk about um, how terrible teams are and stuff like that. But uh, his prediction is that we're not going to be out of the woods on this until like three months from now. So who knows? The, the oh, world, I'm not, I'm not yeah. planning on being out of the woods until like May. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, he's, he's strapping in until August. So who knows? We might be on the we might be on the far side of baseball season by the time we're back. Well, we're definitely not going to have the rest of the NBA season, that's for sure. Uh, Or NHL, although NHL is is quick to fight it, because I think uh, a Canadian lab was able to synthesize a vaccine, like, something like six hours after the NHL officially boarded up for the (laughs) season. Yeah. Uh, Like, you hate to to be stereotypical, but... (laughs) I mean, who knew just to mobilize some Canadian uh, scientists, you had to end hockey. Who'd have guessed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all just stopped doing what they were doing. And they were like, guys, hockey ended. And the whole room went, wait, what? And then they went, hockey ended. We need to fix this. And they yeah. solved it and came up with a vaccine real fast. Yeah, but the the basic recap, just to kind of give everyone a sense of where we are now, obviously, NBA suspended until further notice nhl suspended until further notice the xfl has the rest of the season has been from my understanding canceled um, yeah they they yeah. were not anticipating being able to have another uh, you know well they're they're trying to not directly compete with the nfl and by pushing it back you're running into otas and all that stuff so yeah that's yeah, to run into some issues um, you can't do that yeah uh beyond that soccer everywhere has been canceled here in the u.s the mls uh, has suspended operations. Pretty much every single European soccer league has suspended operations. Uh, S- uh, Series A, uh, which is the top-level Italian soccer league, obviously that is in absolute yeah, ob- ruin. Obviously, that's done. Uh, I think. I think I remember seeing that entire squads, like a full eleven-man starting squad, have all been testing positive for the coronavirus over there. Uh, not to mention several players in other leagues throughout Spain. Uh, throughout England as well. Obviously, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people have been upset by this, by these suspensions. You know, a lot of Flyers fans, you know, thinking that the Philadelphia Flyers were getting hot at the right point for the NHL playoffs. You know, a lot of Milwaukee... because they were. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of Milwaukee Bucks fans probably upset as well because they were looking like the, the team to beat uh, for Them the NBA. Them and the NBA. Lakers at that point. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, yeah, it it sucks. It sucks for sports. I mean, we'll never we will never know how the 2020 season ended for anybody, and that's unfortunate for like the Boston Celtics and for the Toronto Raptors and the Bucks mm-hmm. and the newfound glory Lakers mm-hmm. and the Clippers and all those teams and yeah, you know everybody in the NHL and you know that was doing well, the Flyers, yeah, the um, the Flyers, the Bruins, uh, the. You know the Golden Knights; they were doing pretty well. They were pretty, doing pretty well, well too. on top of that. Yeah, um, yeah. It it sucks. It just mm-hmm. sucks. I know. Uh, I was actually watching last week tonight. I'm not sure how much you watched that show with John Oliver, Caitlin, but 
he had a pretty interesting kind of thought process on the whole thing when it comes to, you know, what could have been with a lot of these sports teams. Yeah. Because he was mentioning he himself is a Liverpool fan. And obviously, well, not to assume, I don't want to assume Galen, but I'm guessing you're not you're not quite following English Premier League soccer at all. Not not at the moment, no. No, but right uh <laughs> basically right before they shut down, the English Premier League had like two games left and Liverpool had like a twenty-five point lead in first. Right. So obviously they were going like there mathematically there was no way they couldn't become Right. They won. Yeah, EPL basically. champions. Yeah, but they had they didn't finish the season, so they weren't champions. And, you know, obviously it's very heartbreaking for any Liverpool fans as well. That's um, dumb. But but basically he had a good philosophy about it. You know, obviously there's other things we got to focus on. There's other things we got to care about in this pandemic, like literally in this pandemic. Uh, but it's it's okay to take 60 seconds, scream all the pain out. Flyers fans, scream all the pain out. Lakers fans, I mean, well, Lakers fans are kind of fair weather fans regardless. So they probably are like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Bucks fans scream all the pain out, you know, so, you know, give yourself 60 seconds, you know, you can be as, as selfishly pissed as you want. And then obviously at that, at that point, what can you do? You just kind of obviously stay inside. Yeah. Scream the pain out indoors or from a balcony that does not require you to get within six feet of another human being. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so obviously we're kind of, I mean, to get a little meta Kaylin, you and I are trying to figure out, you know, some of the things that we can do in this time now when sports is kind of ground to nearly a halt, you know, with the exception of NFL offseason action, which is still happening relatively close to how it's been, at least yeah, in the past. Yeah, yeah. That really hasn't been too hindered by anything. Yeah. Obviously, we've been trying to figure out what we're doing. And, you know, we definitely have come across a couple of things that you know, we've been doing, obviously we've received suggestions before about obscure sports to cover and that could definitely be something we're still doing, but you know, throwing it out there. If there's a particular thing that never gets attention in the spotlight because everything in the world overshadows it, this is, this is its time to shine. We're going to be talking about some crazy things in this episode of the podcast um, coming up, you know, some alternatives for watching sports, some alternative sports, if you will. Very different from alternative facts. <laughs> They're actually real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember alternative facts? That was a that was a great term from uh, 2017. God. Yeah, it was. Uh, either way. Yeah, I don't know. The reaction to this has kind of been weird. It kind of feels like time hasn't been moving. I mean, I've been basically staying pretty sedentary, you know, within within my house during this time and not being able to, you know, pop in that stuff, like pop on these games. You know, it's kind of, it's a little weird. It sucks. Opening it up, sucks. Yeah, opening up FanDuel, a little weird. Only thing left is like Brazilian soccer and darts. <laughs> and to be honest, I, I was like not watching a lot of the NBA because I was in, I was in the NBA lull. I had watched so much of it and I was like, all right, I'm, I, you know, I got to see where the Celtics pan out here and then we'll get back into watching it. And I was, life was getting busy and finally it was settling down and I was like, all right, I'm going to start watching some more games. And then this hit and it's like, uh, well, I guess I'm not going to watch anything now. Yeah, that sucks. Not to mention your you, literally your favorite sporting event of the year is gone. Ripped out from under you. March Madness is not is it's gone. Didn't even have a chance to have Selection Sunday. Just was ripped away. 
Obviously, it's really ironic that we put out that huge F1 predictions episode and the F1 season is now looking highly questionable. Yeah, that's uh, it may never happen now. So, yeah, I mean, I have been listen to to cure the itch. I have been dipping into the not me playing, but me, you know, viewing content made on F1 2019. And, and we'll get into this a little bit more with our alternative things to watch. But there, there are some interesting things in the world of some esports action, a little esports that might be able to satisfy the competitive edge within all of us. They so should. They, they should satisfy us, or like we should talk about them. Oh well, both. I mean, we there's <laughs> nothing else to talk about, so we should talk about it. And second of all, there's no reason for you to not pay attention to esports now because it's pretty much the only thing that's left. I, I will know? say as a to dip into the nerd side a little bit as someone who watches some counter-strike esports action you know how many cancellations there have been in esports for counter-strike probably none none because they're they're basically they said okay instead of just doing it in a big arena we're just gonna you guys can just do it from the comfort of your houses yeah yeah everyone just do it from home everyone's just wiring in so it's it's running as normal i think there's a tour i think there's a a tournament match going on right now as we speak so but that's not the alternatives we're talking about. We're talking about, we're talking, well, you know, there'll be a little bit of esports action, but there are other alternative sports for you to pay attention to, which we will get into uh, in just a second. Kaylin, is there anything else about this whole COVID-19 pandemic that you want to say? I mean, not really much. I mean, you know, it just is what it is. We got to ride it out. Um, I hope everyone stays safe or at least does their best to um, stay safe. And we'll just sit tight for the sports world to, you know, get healthy itself and come back. That's that's pretty much all I can, you know, see us doing at this point, at least, is just, you know, wait it out and hope for the best. In the meantime, uh, we're definitely cranking out. <laughs> Uh, th- these will be the most interesting, uh, confusing, and greatest things, ep- like episodes of the podcast we will ever put out. So a-, a lot of interesting content may be coming out over the next month from us. Yeah. So s- strap in, folks. It's going to be going to be interesting. OK, enough of the COVID-19 talk. Time to talk about the winners and losers of the past week or I'm going to extend it. We haven't been on. We skipped a week. The one episode was a little late because of the the COVID-19 crisis. So we're going to go winners and losers of the past two weeks to make up for it. All right. So, Kalen, who's your winner this week? My winner this week is actually a team that I'm going to get to later in the show that had a really, really good free agency and... That is the Miami Dolphins. Um, they're doing really good stuff, getting really big names on their team for the coming 2020, 2021 season, if it happens. So I will touch on that in a little bit more detail uh, in the upcoming segment for the show. But yeah, uh, they're my winner this week. They're doing good stuff in free agency and their GM is you know pulling in people who can actually help the team out. And maybe we'll get a little bit of fixed magic in there and they'll actually do something with their season this year. We'll see. Either that or maybe they might get Tua after all or they might get Chase Young. Who knows? They're putting themselves in a good spot, though. I agree. Uh, and, and we will see if the NFL does have a season this fall. 
ironic that it's right after they approved the jump to 17 games that we might see like a 12 game season or something shortened yeah. because of the virus. It is pretty ironic that that happened, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Dan, my man, who are you saying is a winner of the last two weeks? I'm going to say the winner of the last two weeks is, and you're not going to believe me, you're going to be very confused, J.R. Smith. All right, I am very confused. <laughs> now you're asking me, how is how is this former NBA star, well, former NBA player, let's not say star, former NBA player, current Chinese Basketball Association player, the winner of the week? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he no longer has the dumbest play in NBA history. Remember him okay. holding the ball and, and LeBron James telling him he's, he's an idiot because the game is tied and they're not up? Yeah. Yeah. That used to be the dumbest play in NBA history. But no longer. The dumbest play in NBA history now belongs to one Rudy Gobert, who... After a press conference where he talked about, hey, you don't have to worry about the coronavirus. Hey, like this is this is overblown. It's dumb. Proceeds to touch all the reporters microphones as a joke. Just rubs his hands all over it. And then like two hours later, <laughs> gets tested positive for coronavirus <laughs> and shuts down the NBA. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's gold. I, I saw that video and I didn't know what it was in reference to. I didn't know that was the presser right before he went and got tested positive for COVID. That is gold. That is pure NBA meme gold right there. From my understanding, that's what happened. Like people were like, hey, other people you were exposed to got like got tested positive. People that you were visiting or whatever. Do you have any worries about it? And he's like, nah, let me just rub my hands all over the CBS or like, you know, NBA TV microphones real quick that these reporters are going to have to pick up. So all those reporters probably got it too, which is super ironic. Yeah, that's that's just uh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that that is my so my winner of the week, J.R. Smith. Congrats. You no longer have the dumbest play in NBA history. You still might be the dumbest player. Although Rudy Gobert, that one play may have just shot him to the top of the list. So that's that's just how it is. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. It really is. So, Kalen, now that we talked about Rudy Gobert, is he your loser of the week? No, no, he's not my loser of the week. My loser of the week is um, actually breaking news as of yesterday. Cam Newton is my loser of the week. Ooh, okay. Because the man has past his physical and because of the turmoil in the season of you know this past season for him and the Panthers he is released from the Carolina Panthers and who knows where he's gonna end up he may not even be in the NFL well not the Bears Bears were a possible landing spot they decided to go with Nick Foles not they the, did decide to go with Nick Foles not the Cowboys I saw that uh that rumor but that got locked yeah, up. Yeah, that was not going to happen. So what's left for Auburn's golden boy? Uh, what's left for him to play at? I, I do not know. I don't see anything. The Chargers and the Chargers. I, I, I yeah, but that's a hard one for me to see, though. And I guess he mentors whoever they end up drafting like. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, that's 
look, Cam has pretty much put this upon himself because he had one really good season and has been mediocre ever since and was mediocre before that. He's a mediocre quarterback with one good year under his belt and a lot more potential than what he has ever shown in the in the league, or at least we all think he has a lot more potential than what he's ever shown in the league so far. Whether or not that's true or not, probably not, but it still kind of sucks to see another really good college quarterback just kind of now having a decent NFL career and he's going to peter out to just be a, a has-been for the end of it all. Yeah, well, we'll see. The NFL is a a fickle bitch. Let's say that. That <laughs> uh, can confirm. So, Dan. Yes. Since my loser of the week is the super cam, Cam Newton, who are you looking at as a loser this week besides every sports fan in the world because there's no sports? Well, a couple of particular sports fans, unfortunately, get the loser of the week category. Um, we're going to give it to uh, two team sports fans. We're going to give it to the fans of the Milwaukee Bucks and the fans of the Philadelphia Flyers because these were teams that were getting hot. They were getting dominant going towards the playoffs for their respective sports which, of course, would be basketball and hockey. And, you know, it happens. It happens sometimes. COVID. Sometimes there's a pandemic and you just can't finish your season, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, this is not the first time that a pandemic has caused the NHL to not hand out a Stanley Cup. I mean, it's been literally 101 years since it's the last one, but it's not the first time it's happened in the NHL. So. True. Uh, I'm sorry, Flyers fans, and I'm sorry, Bucks fans. You're probably very frustrated. I'll I'll toss in Liverpool fans as well. Liverpool for the EPL. I know we we talk about it. Uh, I think we talked or I think we talked about it a little bit later in the show in one of the yeah, pre-recorded segments. They had a monstrosity of a lead in the English Premier League, and with two games to go, they they couldn't officially win. So for for those three teams, for their fans, I'm sorry. I, I can't imagine the uh, the amount of heartbreak that you guys are experiencing right now. And best of luck to your teams in next season. So everything is shut down because of COVID-19. And the sports fan in you wants something to pay attention to and to root for. And I think we just have that answer. Or at least we have some options for you. Right, Kalen? Yeah, you might have to get out of your usual comfort zone a little bit. Make some online accounts for some things that you really don't understand if you're an older person listening to this podcast, but it's fine. Trust us. We're young. We have these accounts. They aren't spam. It may be scary at first, but you will be entertained. We promise. Wait, what are we defining as old? That's a good question. Um, Are are we saying, like, do they have to be old enough to be at risk of dying to the coronavirus or like where's the where's the line drawn? I I couldn't tell you. Maybe if you don't understand how to make a Twitch account, that's what uh where we should draw the line. If you hear the word Twitch and the first thing you don't think of is online streaming, maybe that's where we draw the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there it is. If you think there of like muscle spasms, then we need to like we need to pull it back a little bit. <laughs> we need to we need to really, really give it a thorough update then here. Yeah. But there's a couple of things you could pay attention to that on top of everything else are pretty much free to access. I would say you don't need a cable subscription. You don't need like a like an MLB at bat or like a NFL all access or whatever 
you know, online service. Yep. You don't for need these anything. Things. Yeah. So these are alternative things that if you want, uh, you can get stuck in. You can start picking out some favorite teams. You can start rooting for them. Yeah. A little bit of it's esports. A little bit of it is not esports because, you know, we're not going to like just solely pile on the esports bandwagon. But there's a couple of options. Kalen, how about you talk about just what's something that you found that is a good alternative while every other sports league in the world shut down? Well, one of the things that I've always, you know, had an interest in at the very least is watching iRacing tournaments on, you know, Twitch or Facebook or anywhere where they're streaming those. Um, Obviously, as the racing enthusiast of the two of us, Dan, that's typically the the most esports or internet content that I would consume would be, you know, people racing online with, you know, wheel setups and pedal setups and a PC, you know, somewhere in some house. Um, as our friend Hunter Connolly does with uh, dirt racing, both in the real world, possibly, hopefully in the near future, and um, digitally through iRacing and in a specific league there. So that's something that I always look to. Particularly now with the Formula One season being canceled, a lot of those guys, you found Lando Norris um, this past weekend was involved in some online racing that you were watching and he was having a high good time with that. Um, he's actually mm-hmm. one of the more avid racing drivers of Formula One, obviously because he's like our age, so he's a little bit more into it than some of those guys. But yeah, that's definitely something that I... I lean towards in times like these to find entertainment. Yeah, and just speaking on what you brought up with uh, the <laughs> the Lando Norris situation, basically there is a, uh, a a YouTube channel where you could watch this entire playback on YouTube. I think the YouTube channels uh, it's either Velcor Esports or like Velcor Esports or something along those lines. I don't have it in front of me. My apologies. Kayla, I wasn't expecting uh, Kalen to really dive into that too much. But basically what they did is it's just a, a group of guys that said, hey, how about we get some uh, professional esports drivers? How about we get some professional athletes that are cooped up uh, like Lando Norris? Uh, they also had a few other professional athletes, including I want to say there's an English Premier League keeper that was uh, uh, in that as well, a goalkeeper. But basically what they did is they said, hey, uh, since the Australian Grand Prix was canceled, the weekend of the Australian Grand Prix, they held a what they called the hashtag uh, not the Oz GP. And they just did a uh, full race in F1 2019, which is, you know, as Kalen mentioned, uh, another uh, essentially racing simulator. Where yeah. people have, you know, full wheels and they have the full pedal set up and everything. And all these people, including Lando Norris, including uh, a few other like real life athletes, including a couple professionals, including uh, a couple of just content creators that do a lot for the F1 2019 scene. Uh, they all hopped in and said, hey, guys, we're actually going to just race the Australian GP. So, yeah, they, they did that. I don't want to spoil how Lando Norris finished. He he. Imp- I would think he did pretty well. He improved from qualifying. I'll say that. All right. Well, I mean, that's to be expected. Yeah. I would assume he was driving as himself as well. Uh, I mean, well, it wasn't like they had to pick a driver. They basically everyone who wanted to do it got paired off, and they just took a team. 
So they were ah. racing as themselves, but he was racing for McLaren uh, as he does in real life. So got you. Yeah. Uh, but he did improve, although it was kind of funny that so everyone's on the grid and they're like, OK, we're going to do the formation lap and the lights go green for the formation lap. And he guns it because he thought the race started. <laughs> so he's just shooting up the middle of, of the grid and he's like, wait a minute. And he has to like stop and park his car. That's awesome. <laughs> and wait for everyone else to to pass him back. But yeah, so it's it, again for people who are out there looking for racing action, not a, not a bad spot. Uh, yeah, the i racing, i racing, or the uh, now exploding because Formula One doesn't exist. Twenty nineteen Formula One streaming scene are places to find that kind of content. Yeah, and I think you know, staying in the esports realm, Electronic Arts or EA. Um, they produce uh, a lot of different video games, including uh, Madden. They've been pretty big in doing in doing Madden tournaments and having a big like Madden league structure system that you could watch online on websites like YouTube, on websites like Twitch. You know, obviously, it's not your favorite players, but it's still you know competitive football. These guys take it very seriously, and they tr- it's not like. It's not like playing football with your, you know, your little brother where, you know, no punts and everyone just goes for it on fourth down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's it's very it's very serious and well thought out. I mean, there's also a lot of action with baseball, Uh, basketball, especially basketball is huge when you look at websites like Twitch. So, you know, you could again. And at this point, people are also diving into a lot of great what if moments. So people are saying, hey, if we took since the NBA season is basically over for this year. What if, you know, we tried to take over as GM of uh, insert whatever team you want here, the Nets or the Knicks or the 76ers, and let's make some trades and let's see if we can push for a championship this year. (laughs) And you could see a lot of that same content as well, which, again, you know, it's not exactly the same. It's you're never going to get exactly the same. No, but never will be. Yeah. But a lot of these online streaming things, you can also still bet on. You'd also still gamble on them. Uh, you know, people root for them. Hell, you can buy merchandise and jerseys for them if you want to. It's, you know, it's a, at that point. And uh, it's definitely something to pay attention to. Also, another alternative, Kalen. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, a guy <laughs> who runs a YouTube channel called Jelly's Marble Runs. But what on oh the marble I know what you're talking about. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So for all you Olympic fans out there, since it looks like the Olympics are probably also going to be either postponed or canceled, there's a guy on YouTube under a channel called Jelly's Marble Runs who every year does a marble Olympics. So it's exactly what it sounds like. He basically makes these events that these you can, you know, put a marble in the contraption and have the contraption do its thing. And have it be a long jump, or it could be a hundred meter sprint, or it could be, you know, like an underwater race, or different things like that. And uh, for the past several years, he has put together these Olympic events, and you know, you can root for, again, not rooting for a country in particular, but you know, you can you can root for a team. I know in years past, I've gravitated towards a team watching watching the uh, jelly marble races. Oh my god! And in the Olympics, so that's that's another great option. Although Kalen, you'll find this interesting. This year he did an alternative instead of an Olympics. Oh yeah, he did Marbula One. 
Now that I can get behind. So every single uh <laughs> every single episode uh he has not only does he have these races around these tracks, but he also does qualifying as well. It's like full on essentially full on racing action uh with marbles. Again, it's not the same, but it's incredibly innovative and pretty close to the uh the action that you're looking for in terms of like like if your goal is to like root for something and your goal is to like be able to pick a side and and to cheer it on these are great yeah. alternative options to look into yeah no i mean they definitely are uh i would love to watch marble racing i gotta be honest well uh i think they're up to well three hours ago they just did the qualifying for the sixth race of the season so i better get started man i'm behind yeah yeah exactly uh again it's it's weird like we talked about this a little bit last segment it's just weird the place sports in right now but don't be afraid of uh looking into esports in terms of either something that is a mimic of your favorite sports or you might find something that is new and competitive and interesting and kind of open your horizons to other things and now pretty much the only sports thing that we can talk about uh with any real depth <laughs> at least a real sport at, yeah at least for, at least for now i mean you know non-e-sport yeah you know but uh getting on to pretty much the only sport that has been at least moving in the same direction it has been prior to the uh the end of the world basically a covid-19 um, problem pandemic yeah. yeah exactly uh and that is the nfl so what we're doing is uh we're basically just Listen, we're deep in a free agency right now, and at the very least, we wanted to wait until the Tom Brady debacle was figured out. Did yeah, it? before before any real free agency reporting could have really honestly happened and thoughts on good deals and bad deals. Um, you really wanted we all wanted to wait and see what happened with that uh that Tom Brady thing, which nothing happened that we predicted prior on the show either. So Yeah, classic. Classic. Show so much us. we know classic us but at the present moment we're recording this uh uh the weekend prior to this coming out but we wanted to kind of break down and just run through what's happened so far with the nfl free agency and kind of talk about you know things we like things we didn't and we're just going to hit uh pretty much all 32 teams uh pretty quickly uh well not pretty quickly we have a little bit of time but uh we'll just kind of go through it and talk about the things that kind of stand out so first we're going to start uh to be fair alphabetically because we don't want favoritism. But exactly. we'll start with some of the main guys who are sticking around right now at the Arizona Cardinals. They put a transition tag on Kenyon Drake. Um, they also re-signed Larry Fitzgerald. Just notable because it's Larry Fitzgerald. And probably the big one for them, DeAndre Hopkins. They fleeced the Texans. Um, yeah, they did. Absolutely just, oh, God. They, <laughs> they got rid of David Johnson. And a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick and picked up DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick. Like what? Yeah. So they, what <laughs> they trade, <laughs> they trade away a one hit wonder, uh, running back basically. And a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Cause swapping Who's, fourths, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's been one of the most consistent and best receivers for his entire career. So, uh, yeah, I'd say the Cardinals won on that one, especially with Murray as their quarterback coming up. 
yeah, Kyler Murray just got better weapons, and they're doing fine. On top of that, they also get a little bit of linebacker action. Uh, Devondre Campbell and uh, Devon Kennard, just a couple of deals there. Basically, they could use a little offensive line to protect Murray, but they're looking decent pieces-wise. I think Arizona's going to have a pretty good season coming up if they have one. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, they managed to get Dante Fowler. He's looking at a three-year deal with them. Also, I like them getting Todd Gurley. I think that's a great fit. I saw that deal, uh, and I was like, this is way better than L.A. for Todd Gurley right here. This is what he needs. I don't know why L.A. just kind of just cut loose on Todd Gurley. Because he can't. Well, he's such a wild card right now, Dan, with his his leg issue, right? Like, can he play a 16-game season or now what's going to be a 17-game season? Mm-hmm. Can he handle that? And it just it just doesn't seem like he can with his knee. It just doesn't. So I don't know. I think the Falcons are going to be in a very, very interesting division. I think the Saints are going to be good. The Bucks, uh, tremendously better. Uh, maybe not tremendously better, but they're definitely going to see a bump. They'll be. A, they'll have a winning record. Yeah, I mean, I think for the reasons only, we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, for for reasons we will get to. I think the only team in that division that might be a little uh, a little underweight would be the Panthers, but we'll also talk about that a little bit later as well. Uh, moving on to the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, Clay's Campbell. Uh, that's a pretty good uh, acquisition. Great defensive end for them. They also got some more line help uh, with uh, Michael Brockert's. Um, Eh, I, I, they're. I think the team's fine. Like they just. I need think to, their team's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They just need to maintain what they're doing. No one really. They did great. Yeah. No one really disappeared too badly on them. I'm trying to think because all we're seeing. No. Right, we're looking at the Ravens' acquisitions, not really what they lost. So. I mean, they didn't really lose anything, though. To be to be frank, they they all kind of stuck around. They didn't really have a lot of key players in um contract years this year. Their team pretty much was gonna stay the same, and I think. Um, they replaced a couple of pieces that they were missing um, due to free agency. Again, like not anybody noticeable, like notable. I actually don't think they needed to go get Calais Campbell, but I think going and getting him was a good move because it helps solidify that defensive line, especially that edge. And with the uh, pass rush, that honestly, when you watched the Ravens, they were kind of lacking a little bit of pass rush on defense. I mean, they had a pretty good secondary. And, you know, they did all right. They weren't one of the best defenses in the league, but they also weren't one of the worst, you know. Um, And I think one way to solve that problem quickly when you have okay corners and okay backs is to just get some edge rushing and get some defensive pressure. Um, And they went and got Clayus Campbell, who's good at that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills, uh, they did all right. They got Josh Norman. I mean, pretty cheap contract. Who knows if Josh Norman's really the... Josh Norman uh, from back with the Redskins, but uh, or actually held back actually with the Panthers. the Panthers. Yeah, you want take... the Josh Norman from the Panthers, not the Josh Norman from yeah, the Redskins. That's, that's, He's I, been okay with the Redskins, not not anything too fancy. I need to step back a little further, but uh, they're the ones who get him this year. They also uh, get Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs is a great wide receiver. Uh, he'll do a lot to help uh, Josh Allen out as well. Yeah, I mean they pick up an edge rusher and Mario Addison. Uh, about I, it i i think yeah it's that's that's fine they uh retain uh quentin spain as well on a three-year deal so that kind of shoring up the uh, offensive line uh you know they they still could use a little work there but the bills were in a fine position last year they just kind of got they just had a really unfortunate wild card game to be honest they should have won that so 
Yeah, they did all right. And I think the acquisition of Stefan Diggs and him being a deep threat is also really going to help open up their offense a little bit more. Um, granted, Stefan Diggs is one of the most streaky receivers of all time. But um, may who knows? Maybe he finally gets a change of scenery from Minnesota and gets a little more consistent. We'll find out. Yep, and moving to a team that has not been very consistent, at least over the past couple of years, the Carolina Panthers. I, I think the only thing that's super notable here is them getting Teddy Bridgewater, of course. Three-year, $63 million contract, $33 million fully guaranteed. It'll be interesting to see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. He did excellent filling in for the injured Drew Brees last season. If he can do well, that'd be awesome, but he's in a pretty stacked division as well. He has to play those Saints. He has to play the Buccaneers, which, again, we'll get to. He has to play the Falcons, which are, again, a team that offensively looks, you know, pretty good, decently poised, I'd say. They're pretty good. So I th- I think that's kind of the, the general kind of overview there is just Teddy Bridgewater, and we'll see how it goes. And he's going to be the backup because they signed Kyle Allen to a one-year deal. So is, you would assume that Kyle Allen's going to be the starter. No, 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 no. You would not pay someone three years, $63 million if you're going to have him ride the bench. Well, that's true. So yeah. I guess Teddy is going to be the starter. You know, t- I, well, they 100%. haven't said anything. They haven't said anything, though. 100%, 100%. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the... Uh, the starter you're gonna just do kyle allen that dirty yeah yeah i am speaking of backup quarterbacks let's go to chicago where uh nick Foles is now the quarterback of the future where they only have backup quarterbacks in chicago yeah uh they got nick Foles. they're also getting jimmy graham as well robert quinn is an edge rusher danny trevathan is getting an extension as well hey i i can't say i hate that kind of forward progression that they've put out in free agency thus far but you know eh. we'll, we'll see how we'll see how things go see if nick Foles look. can be nick Foles of the eagles yeah i mean look nick Foles is nick Foles. he's only ever been good in philly i don't want that to be his career and his legacy but it very well could end up being that so we'll see hey no matter what he's he's gonna retire with a ring so guaranteed so it's not bad yeah man he earned that ring and that trophy so not a lot of guys can say that. Mm, that's true. Uh, jumping ahead to the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, they're mostly looking at the draft as they're going to be drafting the quarterback of the future, uh, probably in Joe Burrows. But, you know, you never know what happens on draft day. But uh, in the meantime, A.J. Green they'd gets the... F- <laughs> they'd be dumb not to. Is that what they'd you're saying? They'd be dumb not to take Joe Burrow. But in the meantime, they lock up a receiver for him. A.J. Green gets the franchise tag uh, on top of that. Uh, they lock up uh, DJ Reader with a four-year, $53 million contract at defensive tackle. Trey Waynes at cornerback also gets a three-year, $42 million deal as well. I don't like the A.J. Green franchise tag. I really don't. I don't like that either. I don't think that was a good move. He's not that good. No, he's... he's the best guy. He's the best receiver on the Bengals, and that he's like the best mid-tier receiver in the NFL. So I don't understand why... He hasn't like I don't understand why he wasn't traded three years ago to pick up somebody else or to pick up some draft picks to pick up a better wide receiver or one that had a higher ceiling for potential because he had two or three good seasons and he made Andy Dalton look like he was actually a good quarterback. And for some reason, they think A.J. Green is amazing now. And he's really not like he's he's not he's not anything special. He's good. I think Chad Ochocinco was a better Bengal than he was, is, like, I think Chad Ochocinco was a better receiver, so what happened to him, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, 
I just don't get it. I don't get it. He's just not. <clears throat> that's not the receiver that you want to be putting a franchise tag on and paying like a top five receiver, especially with the injury concerns. I would have gone after Deshaun Watson if I was that. No, I don't think the Bengals, the Bengals aren't trying to come out of the gate running. They'll probably give Burroughs a lot of time to get acclimated, get used to it, and hopefully build him up into a strong franchise quarterback for the next at least decade, hopefully. Yeah, Uh, they're probably on the long-term rebuild plan. Yeah, well, they definitely can't be on the short-term one. Uh, Speaking of teams being on the short-term rebuild plan, let's move to the Browns. Brown's making a lot of moves here, picking up a lot of people uh, on pretty much every side of the ball. They got offensive tackles, defensive tackles, cornerbacks, fullbacks all coming to the squad. Um, some notable ones here. They place a um, they place a second round tender on Kareem Hunt to try to retain him and keep him around with Nick Chubb to be a good one two punch tandem. Uh, on top of that, they also get Austin Hooper out of Atlanta. He gets a four year, forty four million dollar deal. Um, I think that's a great pickup. I big fan of Just Austin say. Hooper. Big fan of hey his time in Atlanta. Okay, he was my go to fantasy tight dude, end for last season. Dude, Primo. Austin Hooper is the guy. Um, he's yeah. one of the guys at tight end in the league right now. Yeah, he's listen. He's not a uh, mm-hmm. not exactly a George Kittle, but you know he he definitely is very strong, very high up there. Uh, really big fan of that for Cleveland. Besides that, Case Keenum's on the team. Three-year, $18 million deal. I don't think they're ever going to be benching their boy out there in Cleveland, but who knows? Maybe his sophomore slump is too much for them. I mean, his sophomore slump was pretty bad. Yeah. And his freshman year was pretty bad. No, his freshman... (laughs) Please, his freshman year was good. Baker's? Yeah. All right. Baker's freshman year was pretty solid. He regressed in his his second year, which is kind of the problem. Yeah, because he has an ego. That's the real problem, but... But moving forward, uh, now to a team that I can get emotionally attached to, the Dallas Cowboys. No, the Cowgirls. Here we go. Well, what are we talking about here? Well, main kind of headlining points, Dak Prescott gets the franchise tag, which I wish it didn't have to come to that, but that's what it ended up being. Amari Cooper also gets a five-year, $100 million deal. God that's why, damn. That's why Dak Prescott got a franchise tag. <laughs> no, no. you got Listen, he got a franchise tag because apparently we weren't talking to like his agent since september or some crap like that basically those are the headlines dak prescott is around at least for one more season hopefully we don't end up doing the whole kurt cousin thing where we just tag him forever like the redskins did uh only for him to fall away but amari cooper a big deal there besides that uh picking up some help in the secondary anthony brown um that's a deal worth uh fifteen and a half million dollars for three years haha clinton Dix comes aboard for a one-year deal not a bad plan a there. Deal. I like that. I like that move. Uh, even being an Eagles fan, I like that move. Just because he's a good player and I think he's a good fit. Yeah. Uh, Sean Lee, you know, re-ups, which honestly at this point he should just become a coach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think the only other one that uh, kind of pops in here is um, Blake Jarwin getting a pretty big uh, re-signing with the Cowboys. Three years, 24 and change with just over nine million guaranteed as well. With Jason Witten moving on, hopefully for the final time. Who who knows? Um, yeah, uh, Blake Jarwin is definitely our our tight end of the future. So, yeah, we'll get to the Jason Witten thing later. But yeah, Jarwin's your guy. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I wish Witten didn't come back because it just kind of stunted Jarwin's ability to you know continually be that guy. But 
I it, honestly, it, it, more importantly, I think it put a little bit of a stain on Jason Witten's career that he left out on on such a high. So yeah, I think right. I'm more worried about that than I am hurting Jar. Listen, man, I'm just trying to think for the future. He, like Witten was a great player, so obviously no disrespect to uh, to Jason Witten with that. But Blake Jarwin, I'd like to get him in the starting role and just kind of solidify him there, so he's used to those reps. Uh, moving forward, Denver Broncos, they got Melvin Gordon. They got Melvin Gordon. Yeah, two-year, $16 million deal, most of that guaranteed. Uh, beyond that... They didn't do crap. They, they didn't really do much. I mean, They did not improve themselves, uh, in my opinion. They got a guard in Graham Glass now, four years, $44 million. A couple of trades yeah, but, with Tennessee and Jacksonville for some players. But they didn't solve their main problem, too, which to me was they had nobody to throw the ball to. And they had nobody to allow their quarterback to throw the ball. And they had nobody pressuring the other team's quarterback. Those are the three biggest things they needed to solve, and they didn't solve any of them. Or at least not significantly. No. I mean, well, they didn't didn't acquire any wide receivers. They didn't require any linemen. And they didn't acquire, you know, on either side of the ball, they didn't acquire any linemen. Well, they they did just. Well, they got Casey, but uh, that doesn't solve their problem. No, it's he's it's not, it's, not a, a it's not a significant impact. At least no. not enough. All right, moving no. forward uh, to Detroit. I mean, you got uh, Danny Sheldon as a defensive lineman. You get Vitai, who gets a five-year deal there. You have uh, Desmond Trufant uh, getting a two-year deal. Detroit's kind of in a, like a weird middle flux position. Like they're okay. I they're mean, bad, but they're okay. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're not terrible. I don't think we so. don't expect them to be good. Ever so, yeah. <laughs> eventually they can be good. Okay, eventually calm down. Moving ahead really quick again. Green Bay, Christian Kirksey being like the the headline guy they got two year deal, sixteen million dollars. So that that's yeah, about they really it. haven't done much. So, and I mean that's a team that really hasn't had to do much. Yeah. So so they're just kind of sitting tight. Uh, moving forward to the Texans now, they get. Well, I guess the biggest one there is getting uh, Randall Cobb, three-year, $27 million deal to try to replace the fact that they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Which is a downgrade, but sure, we'll roll with it. Yeah, I guess we'll just try to keep that together. Uh, David Johnson, of course, getting uh, acquired in that trade with DeAndre Hopkins. A.J. McCarron as a backup to uh, Deshaun Watson. That's just kind of... Because uh, they're going to need it. Yeah, well, <laughs> potentially. But that's just kind of the uh, the gist of it for them. So they they're saying if they add David Johnson and replace you know DeAndre Hopkins with Randall Cobb, that could probably solve their problems. But uh, no, Randall Cobb is is not the person you want to be your uh, main wide receiver. Uh, moving on to the Colts now, a couple of big ones for the Colts. Philip Rivers gets a one year deal, twenty five million dollars. That's that's pretty huge for Philip Rivers. Gosh, deal for an old guy. Yeah, and uh, kind of disappointed because I thought um, I thought what's his face definitely could be the guy for the future for them. Um, Good old Tommy Brady. No, no, not Tom Brady. Um, yeah, Jacoby Brissett. There it is. Yeah, he could have been the future. Yeah, I like this. I would have liked to seen what Jacoby Brissett could have done. So either way, yeah, he he's a good quarterback. So I don't know. I don't know why they decided to part ways and pick up the old man, but they oh, did. they didn't part ways. They just, well, they didn't part ways. They decided they, to bench him and pick up the old guy. Yeah, I don't know about that. Also got DeForest Buckner out of the 49ers. The 49ers, uh, they listen, the best part of the 49ers was that defensive line, and if they could have kept it together, they could have made another run pretty easily, but I guess they're, you know, not everything could be held together when you get that close to a championship, so. 
Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, nothing that's really standing out as super significant. I mean, they no, got, they, they haven't done much. Um, you know, they didn't acquire really anybody of significance. I mean, Joe Schobert at linebacker, pretty big deal there. Five years, 53 million. I think the most important thing that Jacksonville did was get Nick Foles the hell out <laughs> so they could have uh, Minshew take over and just run them into victory because I think he is going to be definitely a good uh, quarterback there. Uh, defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, pretty, Obviously not doing much. Yeah, they're pretty much locking everything down. Damian Williams they, comes back, so... Chad Henney yeah. comes back. That's the big news there. <laughs> for Berks Countyans, Chad Henney re-signed. He didn't even suit up for the Super Bowl. Yeah, all right, so they re-signed Chad Henney, and Damian Williams uh, gets his option picked up. Congratulations to Kansas City. Uh, they'll, they'll still be good, though. Uh, moving on to a team with a lot of pickups here. You got the Las Vegas Raiders. They have... A lot of different things going on. They get uh, Nelson Aguilar on a one-year deal. They get Eli Apple on a deal. Uh, they also get a two-year deal on Jeff Heath um, from the Cowboys. On top of that, Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton. He, dude, Jeff Heath used to beat up the Eagles. Come on. Well, yeah, that's that's fair. We, we used to have a lot of players that were Eagle hunters. But uh, Corey Littleton gets a three-year deal as well. And then some big names there. Marcus Mariota becomes a Raider as the Titans are pivoting in a different direction. So Mariota uh, gets a contract there. Uh, on top of that, Carl Nassib gets a deal as well. Three years, $25 million. Penn State, defensive end there. Nice. And uh, as we mentioned before, this is the landing spot for good old Jason Witten. Yeah, we'll see what he can do. It's interesting that they went and scooped up Marcus Mariota. Um, I wonder if that's going to turn into a a QB battle or if he's going to win it outright, just they're going to hand it to him. Oh, against Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it. Well, mm, that, for- see, that's what I mean. Like, that's not, that's not a, a given. I mean, we obviously know that Gruden hates Derek Carr and Derek Carr wants out. So you can assume that Marcus is going to get the go, but will he though? Will he really like, yeah. Well- who, what's Who's to say like, you know, we get to the end of preseason and Marcus Mariota has been trash. So let's get Derek mm. Carr in there, you know? Yeah. Well, we, we can, we can see what happens in time. We'll find out the answer as the season continues. Now to the Los Angeles chargers. Big thing here is that, you know, they get a franchise tag on Hunter Henry. He's a pretty good quarterback. Um, hopefully that works out really well tight for end. them. He, yeah, he's a pretty big tight end. Hopefully he's a that pretty, works. he's a pretty good tight end. Yeah, yeah. That makes him a good quarterback too, I guess, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, Austin Eichler um, gets a four-year, 24-and-a-change million-dollar deal, uh, basically solidifying what they can. They lost their quarterback. They lost, I, I guess, their primary running back. I mean, Austin I, like Austin Eckler has been doing a pretty good job, so you know that may, might not be too yeah. rough. Yeah. I mean, but, you got you got your secondary was basically a primary, so. Yeah. Uh, at this point, they just got to figure out if they're going to go for one of these free agents or if they're going to hop into the draft pool and pick up a rookie yeah pick up pick up a rookie for them honestly i would have liked to seen teddy bridgewater land there but that ship has sailed as we mentioned prior well they do have the sixth pick so they are in a prime position maybe not for the top guy but who knows maybe tua lands there i don't know maybe two yeah tua could drop that far i don't know there's i don't know we'll see i don't know los angeles rams after barely missing the playoffs last season they they lose Todd Gurley and kind of just 
don't do anything. Yeah, don't don't really do anything else. I mean, they're shoring themselves up with some offensive and defensive line guys. Andrew Whitworth, you know, Leonard Floyd, Austin Blythe, but nothing nothing that's, you know, no pieces to really replace Todd Gurley. So we'll see how uh, that works for them in Los Angeles. Now to the Dolphins, which you were you were feeling hot about the Dolphins. Yeah, I was when I was uh, going through this prior to recording. I mean, they got some some pretty big names in here. They got Kamu Gruje Hill. They signed a deal with the Dolphins. Um, Jordan Howard signed a two year, $10 million contract. I mean, that sucks for me because, you know, I'm a Birds fan. That just rest in peace, our running back core. Then you got Kyle Van Noy at linebacker, too, for a four year, $51 million deal with $30 million guaranteed. I mean, those two names at linebacker right there, Gruje Hill and Kyle Van Noy alone. Like, you got a solid linebacker core right there just between those two guys. And then to steal another Cowboy, they got Byron Jones signed to a five-year, $82 million contract at cornerback. Like, this is pretty crazy. Yeah, they're putting a lot of effort in on defense. Also got Shaq Lawson and Emmanuel uh, Agba as well to be a couple of edge rushers. And then on the offensive side, still need a little work on the line, but Eric Flowers helps to solidify things at tackle. At this point, they just kind of need a quarterback because I I can't even remember who played quarterback for them last last season. Uh, they don't need a quarterback because they got Fitz Magic. Oh, oh, my bad. They I, got Fitz Magic, buddy. I forgot where this went. Okay, well, I they're good. Th- they might be fishing because remember they're tank, aces. Tank for Tua was something that was a big thing last season, and of course Tua is now a bit different than at the beginning of the season. But either way. But Dolphins making making a lot of uh, making uh, a lot of names splash there so far in free agency. Yeah, they've done well. I think they'll be I think they'll be a little bit better this year, to be honest with you. Mm hmm. At this point for the Vikings, the Vikings are just kind of sitting tight a little bit. I mean, they lost Stefan Diggs. They get a three year deal with Michael Pierce uh, for the defensive line. They re-sign their fullback for a couple of years. They keep Dan Bailey, which seems like Dan Bailey's back to being... Not sucking at kicking? Well, yeah, that, basically. <laughs> I, I think we we definitely cut him too early, the Cowboys did. I think but you guys did, way. for sure, yeah. But, yeah, the, that's, that's the Vikings in a nutshell. Now on to an interesting potential dumpster fire for this upcoming season, the New England Patriots. I don't even know what to talk about at this point. I mean, Devin McCourty is probably the biggest signing they've had. They have yeah. no idea what they're doing at quarterback. Are they drafting one? Are they going to get Jameis Winston? I I don't know. Who I have no idea. I don't think anyone knows. I think the only knows is Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's the only guy in that organization that knows what they're going to do. I think Robert Kraft just looked at Bill and was like, yo, dude, Good solve luck. this problem. And then it was like, all right, fine. Yeah. So Patriot- don't, don't give me Brady back and I'll solve the problem. Yeah, well, we'll see where the Patriots end up. It'll it, it'll depend highly on what they plan to do about their quarterback situation and how that ends up playing out. Moving on to a team that I really kind of like their moves here, uh, even though it's not the most moves in the world. The Saints, I think, really made the most of theirs. Two-year contract on Drew Brees. Drew still has a lot in the tank. We saw that, you know. As yeah, he does. The Saints have been pushing the playoffs each and every time. Malcolm Jenkins at safety for them is pretty big. Four years, $32 million contract. Yep. Um, Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver as well to join in with the likes of Michael Thomas and the rest of just what seems to just be a really good offense for them. Even with the step back they took at uh, out of the running position for them um, with Kamara not 
you know, living up to how he was the year prior. I, I still think this is a pretty potent offense in New Orleans, and I think it's what is going to make the NFC South the most interesting division uh, for the upcoming season. Going, I would agree. Uh, going from an interesting division to, I think, a terrible division. The New York Giants and the NFC East. I know both That's of our teams trash. are in it. We're, it's we're a just dumpster a, fire. They're dumpster fire. I mean, for the Giants, what did they get? They got Colt McCoy. They picked up a three-year deal for, or they re-signed um, David Mayo to a three-year deal. Yeah, they didn't do anything. Like, they didn't Blake, pick Blake Martinez up, joins the squad. I mean, okay, they didn't not pick anyone up. They just didn't. Just they didn't all, get any names. They didn't get anybody that I think solves any problems for them whatsoever. I mean, James Bradbury kind of helps on the back end for for the secondary, but like besides that, it looks like a bunch of guys who are all getting like one year, six million dollar contracts, basically. And these these aren't impact guys, and I think the Giants no. definitely need an impact guy, especially if if they're questionable on what they're doing with Danny Dimes out there. <laughs> so going from one New York team to the other, the Jets, I think, are in actually a position to grow continually uh, into next season. They managed to get a three year deal with George Font to try to protect Mr. Mono uh, out there in New York. <laughs> Mr. Mono. Well, it's it's fine. The Mets have Mr. Met and they have Mr. Mono. So th- they get George Font at tackle. They get uh, Connor McGovern at center for three years each. Basically the same deal, it looks like. So uh, they're doing not bad. Brian Poole resigns with them as well. Uh, they also get another offensive lineman with Greg Van Roten. Um, it, it really looks like they were trying to solidify their, their offensive line, and it looks like they made some major pushes to do that. So no complaints there uh, for if I was a Jets fan. Moving forward, you could take this one. The Philadelphia Eagles, what do you have to say about their choices? Uh, I do like the Jatavis Brown pickup. I do like that. That's not a bad thing. I mean, we need linebackers. We you know, decided to get rid of Grugier Hill, one of our best. Uh, we also got rid of Nigel Bradham. We, we needed a linebacker for sure. He's a half-decent one. He'll be all right. I do like re-signing Rodney McLeod and Jalen Mills. Again, they have health issues, but they're also our two best safeties outside of Malcolm Jenkins, who was literally our leader on our defense and wanted way too much money for his age. So he can go back to new Orleans and do his little reunion there. That's fine. We'll spend our money in other wiser places. And then we also did the only big pickup we've done so far is the Darius Slay pickup at cornerback, which we all know the Eagles need cornerbacks because let's be honest, they're all going to be hurt by the halfway point in the season. So he was a good deal. Um, we picked him up in a trade with the Lions in exchange for a third round pick and a fifth round pick. Slay receives a three year, $50 million extension with 30 million guaranteed. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And then we, we also secured our backup QB, which we will also need in uh, Nate Sudfield. Yeah, of course. You have to, you have to lock down the backup when you're, you know, you're, yeah, when our whole team is, is three prone, you need like, you know, eight strings of guys. Uh, I, I will say the move with pushing Jalen Mills to safety and then having Darius Slay come aboard as cornerback. I think that's pretty good to try to fill in the gap with uh, Malcolm Jenkins. So we'll see yeah. how it uh, pays off in this upcoming season. Moving to the air side of uh, Pennsylvania, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise tag going down on Bud Dupree. They get Eric Ebron, which is not the good worst. Deal. Yeah, not that's, that's a good deal. A, I like a two, a two year, $12 million deal. You like him for that? Yeah, I do. Actually, he's young. Okay. He's talented. He's he's. He's going to be an impact. Like he's going to make an impact on that, mm-hmm. especially if Big Ben is back. Big Ben likes to throw the tight ends that can catch a football, and he's one that can catch a football. So yep. it's going to be an impact. 
Yeah, and then they also bring in another Watt brother. This one, Derek Watt, not JJ. <laughs> yeah, not JJ, not TJ, but well, yeah. Derek. So, so Derek Watt comes in to join TJ Watt. Uh, he's a fullback. If you didn't know, I didn't know before this. I so. had no idea this guy existed. So, no. well, I I knew there was a third brother. I just knew he was nowhere close to the talent of the other two. But yeah, he is now in Pittsburgh. That's gotta suck. That's gotta suck. Being an NFL player, but still being the worst of your two of your other yeah. two brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's gotta feel awful. Yeah. But either way, it looks like they're gonna be rolling the dice and trying to have Ben Roethlisberger push them through a season again, and hopefully he doesn't get injured week one. Uh for the San Francisco yeah. 49ers, they're doing a couple of things. They're uh pretty much at this point just re-signing players, re-signing Jimmy Ward, uh Ben Garland, and uh Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead being the huge one there. Uh five I mean, what else do you have to do? Yeah, five year contract, eighty five million. Again, they did lose uh a member of that awesome defensive line. Uh, but they're looking to try to retain that defense as much as possible. We'll see if Jimmy G can push them back to the Super Bowl for this upcoming season. Seattle Seahawks, uh, they get Greg Olson. <laughs> Looking at Gre- That's Greg- about it. <laughs> yeah, Greg Olson, uh, Bruce Irvin looks like he's going to sign there. To be honest, yeah. um, the Seahawks are kind of like the place of former legendary uh, tight ends at this point. Like Jimmy Graham went there mm-hmm. after having his amazing career. And then now Greg Olson's going there from the Panthers. Like now Jason Witten just needs to go there. Yeah, Jason Witten. Well, he went to he went to Vegas, so he'll bounce there next. You know, like this mm. is this is the home of the dying tight end, I guess. Now to a team that is very interesting, very hot. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we're talking about Tom Brady. Two years. What do you think about this deal? Oh, two years, fifty million dollars. I mean. He he didn't, fifty million guaranteed. Uh, he didn't look really hot in New England last year. I'll admit that, but that had a lot to do with the rest of the team. But I think that listen, he's gonna get a pretty good wide receiver core. You got Mike Evans and you got uh, Godwin as well. They're both looking pretty good. Godwin's even giving Tom Brady his number twelve, so Tom Brady can be twelve. Did he really? Yeah. Um, oh my which gosh. Godwin also played under the number ten, so I think he's more fine with flopping numbers around flopping numbers yeah well also what's on, funny is there's yeah. a 4.5 million dollar each year he's there so f- for each year for two years there is a 4.5 million dollar performance-based incentive or incentives for tom brady so yeah. like they're literally like here's 50 million guaranteed oh and if you do better you can get lay leave here with an extra nine million yeah, I mean, he was looking to get paid. He took a lot of pay cuts in New England to help get those Super Bowl rings. I think this is him just trying to chase it out as an elite quarterback. Also, rumors are that Antonio Brown wants to go here because Antonio Brown said he'll go wherever Tom Brady goes. So we'll be see. the if, most stacked wide receiver core ever. Uh, it'll be pretty far up there. And uh, I, I guess also because it's a thing. Jason Pierre Paul stays with the team, resigns with the Buccaneers, uh, two year, twenty seven million dollar deal. So, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. They have some they have some edge rushing action. They have Tom Brady. They have some great great wide receivers. I was talking to a Bucks fan earlier today. He has some high hopes for the season. So we'll see uh, see how that goes. Moving I forward, think they all do. Oh yeah. Uh, moving forward to another team that has some high hopes: the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry gets the franchise tag, and Ryan Tannehill gets a four year, one hundred eighteen million dollar contract, uh, sixty two million Ooh. guaranteed. I mean, listen. Ryan Tannehill, I think Ryan Tannehill always had this potential. 
He was just in a really bad situation in Miami. Glad to see him finally getting something to get him back to, you know, the status of like, hey, look, he's a good elite starting quarterback. Um, uh, yeah, sure. And I mean, you could disagree. It's fine. I don't think he's elite, but I think he's a good starting quarterback. I don't think he's worth 118 million. I think I think he's far above average. I definitely okay. I, I'm going to say he's a top 10 guy. OK. Oh, oh great. All right. OK, cool. you say that. Yep. And on top of this, we'll save this for another another segment on this podcast at a later date. Elite or not elite. That would be funny. <laughs> and uh, the only other the answer s- is he's not. What? Huh? <laughs> the, the only other notable signing Vic Beasley comes aboard on the team as well uh, to give a little edge rush action. Of course, Vic Beasley, not the Vic Beasley of years past when he led the league in, I think, sacks no. it was. But, yeah, you know, it no is what close. it is. And then moving forward to the last team on the list, the Washington Redskins. Uh, haven't done anything. Uh, at least no one of like super high worth. You got Kendall Fuller coming aboard for a four year contract. Uh, kind of seems like the only major thing there. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do. Dwayne Haskins was not looking terrible last season. I kind of liked what no. he was doing. So he wasn't too bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll see how things shake out with that and go from there. It's definitely a uh, long rebuilding process in the capital, though. That's for sure. That That is for sure. Uh, and that's kind of the wrap-up on what everyone's been doing with free agency, at least thus far. We are uh, recording this over the weekend, so things could have popped up since then. But, you know, Tom Brady being the big news, um, you know, some other players flying around being big news. But that's kind of the general look of it at this moment. I think... Uh, oof. Kalen, do you have a pick for which team do you think has been the most improved so far? Miami. No doubt. Straight up Miami. No doubt. Straight up Miami. They they did the best to, at least on paper, improve themselves. Now, whether or not they're actually going to improve, that is to be determined. But yeah, I think Miami did the best job of improving themselves in the offseason so far. Of course, of course, so far, because who knows what will happen with the draft and with, you know, trades and OTAs and everything else. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, they still need an offense like they could use with a different quarterback. I mean, they got Fitz Magic, but like I, I love Fitz Magic and I was, you know, hyping him up earlier. But let's be real. They need another quarterback and they need an offensive line and a running back because they were dumb and got rid of Kenyon Drake. Yeah, that's true. Years ago. Who do you think's been the most improved uh, so far, Dan? Oh. What, you, what are you looking at here that you really like? Uh, I'm actually going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Really? Listen, man, Nelson Aguilar, yes, okay. He Drop King? Listen, man, you own the Drop King, so don't give him too much flack. But uh, I think Eli Apple is a better cornerback than what people give him credit for. Jeff He's Heath. very good. Yeah, Jeff Heath is obviously a pretty good guy there. Carl Nassib, great defensive end, love him. And who knows, maybe Marcus Mariota needed a little shift in in scenery because Marcus Mariota was pretty good at the beginning of his career, kind of faded out. And he also, so. I you know remember hearing from him, he did not like the coaching staff too much at uh, Tennessee. So well, we'll see what he can do with the quarterback whisper that is John Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> And now time to wrap up this episode of the pregame podcast. Kalen, there's not a lot to predict, but what's your prediction for this week? My prediction is the only sport we'll all have to watch next week is the uh, COVID-19 
Super Bowl. Ah, yes. What what exactly does that entail? Ah, that entails everyone turns on the news at the same time on the same channel and watches the total of confirmed cases just completely rise continually, nonstop throughout the day. Well, let's be realistic here. Probably like 33% of America turns on one channel, 33 turns on another channel, and then there's some number of people who just go to like the AP website yeah. instead. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's that's how it actually goes. But yeah. Yeah, no, there's my prediction is there's no sports next week. Um, and for probably the next month at least. Yikes. Big yikes. But that's what it's gonna be until we get a nice plateau here on this COVID nineteen business. That that is true. That is true. Anyway, Dan. Yes. What are you predicting for the coming week? Well, I'm predicting that we are going to be having a lot of fun on next week's pregame because, ladies and gentlemen, and Kalen partially, I'd like to introduce to you the official announcement of next week's festivities, introducing the Kalen Calamity Tournament. Ooh, I like this. So, March Madness is not happening, right? Damn. Okay, we're all upset. We're all sad. So what we're going to do, Kalen, congrats. You are now our NCAA. So uh, I'm, That's awesome. <laughs> so what we're going to do, as uh, anyone who's listened to the show quite a bit, we usually do three segments, usually about the same you know, weight on each segment. So first segment right out of the gate for next week, after we do our winners and losers, Kalen, it's your selection Sunday. We're going to be talking about your picks. You're going to build a bracket. And then for the uh, middle segment, we'll just, you know, we'll talk about whatever's happening with the NFL as they approach the draft and all that good stuff. And then while we're talking about it, that gives all of you listeners out there a chance to fill out your Kalen Calamity brackets. And then in the third segment, using the power of random number generation and uh, and software I found on the Internet. (laughs) We are going to run this bracket and we're going to find out who is the champion of the Kalen Calamity Tournament. And you and I will fill one out too, Kalen. We're going to be we're going to be playing along as well. Okay. So so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a selection Sunday at the beginning of the show. And then we're going to end the show by running through our brackets uh, running through the tournament and finding out how close you were, how close I was, how close uh, everyone out there was, because I'm I, I'm sure that we'll be able to, like, make up these brackets and have them like as a link or something in the show notes for people to 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 check out. So, Kaylin, you have a little bit of homework. You need to make your selection Sunday picks for next week's podcast. So that's what I'm predicting that we're going to be doing next week. I think you're right, Dan. Considering you make the show. Well, you're a part of the show. <laughs> you have you have as much creative input as I do, to be honest. True. True. I'm just lazy. <laughs> that that is fair. Kalen, what do you what do you think about this? Do you like the idea of being put in the hot seat? I am the committee, Dan. That's that's what I think of this. I am the committee. Now here's the real question. If you make your selections and build the bracket, and then I beat you. I have better picks in the bracket than you do. What does that mean? That means nothing, because I'm just picking the teams to get into the tournament. I'm not picking who's going to win while I pick the teams that are going to be in the tournament. Well, yeah, but after you pick the teams in the tournament, you and I are both going to fill out brackets like all of our listeners. Okay. What if I get a better bracket than you? 
then you you got lucky. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's it's called the Kalen's Calamity Tournament for a reason, Dan. You can't predict what's going to happen. It's just always wild. Just nothing but calamity. Exactly. Just like March Madness is nothing but madness. Exactly. But this is not March Madness because March Madness is a copyrighted thing. This is Kalen's right. Calamity. Kalen's Calamity. Trademark. TM. <laughs> right, right. Uh, like like anyone can get a trademark through the patent office right now. Everything's yeah, yeah. just shot to hell. It takes like five months to do that anyway, so I'd imagine it takes six years at the moment. Well, you know what? If we start now, we might have a trademark by the time we reach next year's Kalen's Calamity, so be it as there it may. Go. Yeah. Should make pregame merch that says that. <laughs> hey, co- coming out next week. No, I'm pop. Eh, eh, maybe. Who knows? We have we have a lot of ideas. We have a lot of ideas. Do you guys want Kalen's uh, Kalen Calamity merch? Let us know. Hit us up on either our uh, our Twitter at pregame online at our Instagram at the pregame online. I believe a uh, slight discrepancy there. Also at email, we have our mailbag, so you can email us at the pregame mailbag at gmail.com. We take all your questions, comments, discussions, anything you want us to bring up on the show. So let us know if you want Kalen's calamity merch, because we might we might be able to figure something out for that. We could also do the the winning school on a uh, on a Kalen's Calamity Tournament winner shirt. Ooh, that would be interesting. We'd have to like Dude. avoid logos and stuff like that too, though. So we just doctor it a little bit, like cut the corners <laughs> off the V for the Villanova logo or something stupid like that. Just like change the colors and just yeah, just make it like a, a slightly off shade for like orange and blue for Syracuse like a slightly lighter blue and a slightly darker orange I mean to be fair if Villanova does win this whole thing then we could just call them Illinova because of the pandemic wow I like like your thinking though (laughs) see what I did there all right see what you did there if you have any questions comments discussion anything about Kalen's calamity tournament that you want to bring up (laughs) hit us up at our email at the pregame mailbag at gmail.com. I am Dan Zaleski. I'm Kalen Wolfskill. And we will see you guys next Wednesday for Kalen's Calamity and another edition of the pregame podcast. See you guys. Okay, right. bye. <laughs> <laughs>